0: Buddy, and welcome back to the Game by Show podcast. Today is 11th, 11, 11 That's eleventh month of the year, November fifth, twenty seventeen. My name is LeGrand, and I'm joined with Jeremy Lamont. And I'm wearing a great Guy Fox
1: mask. It like it's a fake mustache over my regular mustache. Is it? It's not Guy Fox. Uh, dude, right. dude, huge. I'm going as dude, dude huge today for the fifth. Dude, of the guy, movie. man. Yeah, dude, bro he, he wasn't French though, right? Gee. I don't know, Is nobody's name Guy, are they? Aren't they always Guy? Guy Ritchie. His name is yeah. Gee Ritchie, I thought. No, I'm just kidding, I don't know. Also yeah. the
2: character from Final Fight,
1: Guy. And from Street Fighter. You know what, but nothing... I mean, the guy's name is Rafe Fines, but it's spelled Ralph, yeah, it's, so what's up with that?
2: I always thought it was maybe like, um, you know, I and L are kind of close on the keyboard. I thought that maybe it was like and, a capital
1: I, and it's just like this, like uh, yeah, that's stylistic right. yeah. spelling.
2: Exactly. It's and you know the vertical, the pipe is over there too.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Vertical <laughs> you can bar. Do, is do a couple of those. Yeah. Number one. Is is Jeremy recording from a different location today? Uh, I'm recording from England, where he moved I his
2: uh, um, desk over to the other wall of the room. Ah huh. And so that's why it's he's he's now on the opposite side.
0: It looks different. It feels different.
2: That like PS4 box is no longer behind him, with like the Dark Souls
1: collector. Oh edition. yeah, that was a great that was a great piece you of got furniture. Like random Jeremy stuff. Yeah. I've been I've been moving my furniture around, so my Dark Souls box is now somewhere else.
0: Well, make sure you put it back in its proper location. Now soon. I have a
1: mafia. You know what? I'm going to get my Mafia Three box and put it there. I think I think I'm going to change my feng shui, uh, <laughs> or my feng Shai. If you go by feng, the feng shui, feng Shai. I don't that know. Sounds
0: great. This, yeah. this is all very interesting.
1: Well, I wrapped it back around to the, you know, gee guy, feng shui, shui, shui. Ah, GIF. good one. Yeah, Good one, good one.
0: Jiff, please. Yes. Well, everyone, welcome to the show. That's Dale, since I didn't get introduced. Oh, yeah, hi, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about some video game news, guys. That's what we do.
1: Yeah, jump yeah. right into it. If you insist. Yeah. All right. I insist. We'll jump right into it, because there is a lot of game news. Uh, Actually, here's something that was kind of new to me this year. Um, Paris Games Week is a thing. Uh, I I had no idea, but, you know, Sony had been teasing their upcoming press conference for, like, three weeks or something leading up to this. And I wasn't sure what to make of it, because, you know, it's it's not E3, and it's not, like gdc it's, it's not playstation's
2: or, own like December yeah, it's not the advanced, playstation experience
1: right? it's not that it's not even like uh the Col you know it's japan Japan's it's calm. none of that stuff tokyo game show none of that stuff it, none of that uh, but apparently it was kind of a big deal and actually um you know from my perspective i, I was actually able to watch the whole thing and uh it turns out it was, it was pretty all right um they did lots of game announcements so they announced games like concrete genie which is a um magical realism graffiti simulator um lots of colorful neon art coming out of the brickwork to you know uh, teach you a lesson about life and, and how to love again what? uh the gardens between is another one uh two teenagers exploring small island worlds and using time manipulation abilities to solve puzzles the ghost of tsushima which is uh the infamous uh, you know Sucker Punch was the name of the studio, and uh, they're famous. They're famous for Infamous, I guess. They're infamous, uh, Infamous. Yeah, D- for... Dale. I thought you, there was something you had noticed about this Ghost of Tsushima.
2: Yeah, I, I was trying to do a little bit of quick fact checking here, um, but you, you came to, you came to me too soon, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna
1: um, I'll fix it in post. I'm gonna go at this
2: <laughs> uh, raw raw dog here. If you notice in that trailer for Ghost of Tsushima, um, and may, maybe some of the. Other promotional event to come out of it what what's happening there is it's like a mongol invasion or a pending mongol invasion of japan and um this is actually a true true story from history right so the the genesis of the term um, kamikaze actually comes from a historical event in which a giant um, mongol fleet was coming across the sea of japan to invade and was wiped out by a big typhoon and the um the japanese then i guess took that as a sign that uh, you know the gods were on their side and uh thus the term the the divine wind um was born because they literally had their butts saved by a big storm <laughs> and it saved them a whole lot of fighting
1: i heard a much more sophomoric version of that story about butts and divine winds <laughs> uh but maybe maybe it's not technically historically correct um But yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So So that
2: uh, that uh, happened, you know, according to history, in um, 1281. Mm -hmm. uh, Whereas the the trailer for this game that I just watched a little while ago, I think it said it was like 1274. So you know, right around that time.
1: Interesting. They're going to have to work real hard to do better than the uh, typhoon scene in Karate Kid 2. Uh, Oh yeah, that was intense. That's in
2: uh, Okinawa, if I remember correctly. That was in Okinawa. Oh my
1: God, Okinawa, the birthplace of karate. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we know it today.
0: <laughs> and chopping ice blocks.
1: Chopping, oh my God, the ice blocks. Oh, I can't believe Chozen is such a dick. Can't believe that guy. <laughs> uh, Guacamelee 2 is announced. Super excited about this. Uh, PlayStation 4 is getting Guacamelee 2 and uh, coming soon to PlayStation 4. No Vita announcement. Boo. Uh, but super excited about Guacamelee 2. And coming to the Switch. Yeah, I'm sure it is going uh, to come to pretty much will. everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Spelunky 2, uh, which nobody saw that one coming. And uh, Spelunky yeah, 2 yeah. can go straight to hell.
2: That's going to be amazing. Uh, I, I love
1: Spelunky. And I have no. yet to finish a game of it successfully. But I will. Before Spelunky 2 comes out. Spelunky has got to be the game that I enjoy the least, that I've played the most. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll, Sounds I'll about right. It. I yeah. love it
2: a lot. And um, I don't know how many games, I don't know how many times I've attempted and died. Because at one point or another, I think I uninstalled and deleted. Both versions of it that I, which, so I had it like on PS3 and on PC.
1: Was this a rage uninstall?
2: uh, uh, No, just clearing stuff. So the the PS3 wouldn't have been uh, deleted or uninstalled, except for the fact that I, um, in trying to diagnose a disk drive problem on the system, I just like factory reset it, right? Mm. Uh, And lost a bunch of other stuff doing that to you because it was a dumb decision. Uh, But hey, that's what you get, right? Um, Right. And then with the, the Spelunky version on Steam, if you uninstall it, it loses like uh, one of those temporary internet files or whatever it keeps those records on. is just gone, right? Hmm. Um, so anyway. But yeah, I've, I've played it a whole crap load. And the furthest I've ever made it is probably like the third level of the temple, which is almost but not quite to the end.
1: I think I got once past the jungle stage. What, what is it after that? Like some kind of ice fire case, area or something? Ice. Or case, ice sea, yeah, it. that's what it is. Yeah, I think yeah. I got there once. Uh, Call of Duty World War 2, uh, they're going to do some DLC. Destiny 2, we already know there's DLC, but we got some information on the trailer uh, that's all about Osiris. Um, Detroit Become Human, uh, they gave us a release window for that and showed us some domestic abuse, which is pretty cool. Um, not cool. Uh, the Hong Kong Massacre, which uh, is a top-down uh, twin-stick yakuza simulator. Uh, Final Fantasy XV, I- I- Episode Ignis, which I'm actually kind of super stoked for. Episode Ignis. Um, what about Episode Regular Game? Have you beat it yet? No, I've still. I'm like three hours into Episode Regular Game. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I do know I do know that Ignis is gonna do like some cooking simulator. This is gonna be like the birthplace of Ignis's like culinary. Awakening
0: my man sounds great.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. and it's good gonna be scored by Yasunori Mitsuda So I want I basically want a, a cooking mama game starring Ignis that is scored by Yasunori Mitsuda is essentially what I want from that uh, New trailer showing some action in God of War, which is cool uh, Kratos and boy Kratos. That's uh, pretty good uh, dad simulator I guess Nordic dad simulator uh, The Last of Us Part 2 which I didn't know what this was I mean they kind of did a good job because it doesn't have any of the main characters in it Uh, Just people getting like elbow breakage and and stuff like that, and... um, She got her wings clipped. Yeah, clipped her wings. And uh, yeah, some pretty good abs in that one. Uh, Monster Hunter World, uh, getting some Horizon DLC, which is actually super cool. I have not played Horizon, but I'm all about Aloy uh, in Monster Hunter. That's uh, a pretty good fit, I like that. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus on PS4, man. We talked about this just briefly. That game looked crazy. <laughs> for a minute, oh, yeah, I was like, is this a sequel again. to Shadow of the Colossus? And nope, it was <laughs> uh, it was just their redone one. Uh, and then Spider-Man. They showed some Spider-Man. Uh, for my money, actually, this Spider-Man showing was not as good as the gameplay trailer they did last time. But uh, every time I see Spider-Man, I kind of get more and more interested in it. I um, actually saw the movie for the first time uh, just ah, cool. yesterday. It's, did you like uh, it? Yeah, it's pretty all right. I, I like the uh, low-key. The new one? Yeah, the newest one. Mm-hmm. Homecoming? Hopefully. yeah it's sort of a sort of a lower scale like spidey operates on kind of a different level from the avengers which i kind of dig that so uh yeah so lots of good stuff actually turns out that it was uh, quite enjoyable they also had uh, announced a couple of games that we actually talked about on last week's show uh ore which uh, i played uh, to completion and uh, also dead hungry which uh kind of weird a Turns out it's been out on Steam since December or something, which is kind of kind of unusual. So anyway, <laughs> lots, lots of good stuff going on uh, Paris Games Week, so uh, check out some trailers. There are some exciting things going on there. Uh, in fact, we talked a little bit about some of the... Um, uh, violence in both the Last of Us 2 and also Detroit Become Human. And, uh, there's actually a little bit of a, of a controversy about that, a little bit of a stir, a little bit of a hubbub. And, uh, it, uh, was brought up by the Telegraph to Jim Ryan, who is president of Sony Interactive Entertainment Europe. Uh, they kind of talked about it a little bit, and they said, um, you know, we, uh, they, they weren't sure exactly about showing domestic child abuse and, uh, implied infanticide, A woman being pinned down and attacked with a hammer, those kinds of things, provoking strong reactions from people. And uh, Jim Ryan, in an exclusive interview with The Telegraph said, Well, we showed a lovely range of games at the media showcase last night. Uh, The Last of Us is obviously a game made by adults to be played by adults. I never prejudge it, but this will probably be rated 18. Uh, That's Peggy 18. Peggy 18. Um, adults like that sort of thing, we cater to that. Uh, the other end of the spectrum, they had things like Concrete Genie, which my eight-year-old decided was the game she would like to play very much. I I wonder, though, did the eight-year-old get the chance to weigh both of those and, like, say, Daddy, I don't (laughs) want to see people get hit with the hammer! Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, he says that I think a platform holder provides a platform and the people who make the games, whether they're our own studios or third-party publishers, bring content to the platform. We provide the platform. We have to ensure the right content is played by the right people of appropriate ages in particular. I thought The Last of Us Part Two was a great way to end the show. I feel very strongly about it. Uh, people asked him about the lack of context uh, about the clip and, you know, whether publishers have a responsibility to show that kind of content in a different way. Uh, he, Ryan said that I think what we're trying to do is portray the qualities of various games we had on the show and it's difficult when you have a clip of four or five minutes to synthesize the gameplay experience that can be measured in the tens of hours uh when asked if he thought ultimately was the right thing to show at the media showcase he replied i do yeah i do uh we may revisit this one a little bit later but there was definitely something to be said there uh lagrande i understand blizzcon happened this past week
0: oh it we sure did we had our land party on friday oh yeah uh, oh man we had a bunch of people at my house we had the projector up with blizzcon and we played a lot of destiny <laughs> nice. Uh yeah, I guess it's I guess it's kind of related. They, they mentioned it. They mentioned it in the opening ceremonies that destiny was on the Battlenet launcher or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, but they had a bunch of announcements in classic Blizzard style. Um some of the big ones that kind of stood out to me was well, the the World of Warcraft classic servers. Uh they announced that they're bringing that back. I guess people have been so clamoring is, for, does this for a mean, long like time. Does that mean like
2: classic UI as well or or what?
0: I I don't know. I don't I don't know all the details, but I think so. I think it's just classic vanilla WoW before Burning Crusade servers, I think.
2: Because yeah. I don't know. That's like, on one hand, that sounds cool. But on the other hand, no thank you, right? Exactly,
0: yeah. That, that, that's what I think. I think a lot of these people are just like, we want this old game because it was so awesome. Like, yeah, it was so awesome because there was nothing quite doing MMOs to this yeah. scale. At that I mean, point, I can right? understand
2: that feeling. I went back and played some Final Fantasy Eleven earlier this year and had a
1: blast, right? But, um. Yeah, I don't. When you became a man, you put away childish things. Exactly.
2: But then you went back to it because, oh, God, it was so good.
1: Because they're pretty awesome, and they were pretty awesome. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's a that's a weird one, and I wonder if they're going to be fragmenting their user base, or if they're going to do something I like uh, time portal to take you back people. to the classic. Nobody's
2: going to miss those? Like,
0: well, that's the thing that I wonder. Days. Like,
1: who are they catering to here? Because I know there are people who do pirate servers for Vanilla WoW, but I don't know if they're going to try and capture that group. Or well,
0: they the, the thing is, is that there's a, a specific group of people, probably a very vocal minority, that's been right. clamoring and wanting and bothering the developers about this at every single BlizzCon, and and they and to the fact to the point where they actually made reference of beating a dead horse when they announced the classic servers because these people have been just, you know, begging for it. And I'm on the side of, you know, these people, they think it was awesome, and it was awesome, you know, 14 years ago or whenever it came out, right? It's not awesome anymore. It's going to be okay. But the quality of life improvements that have been made to the game since then are just...
2: Yeah, so I I would think it would be cool to take those quality of life improvements and keep those but revert everything else back so like the old zones even take the, the
1: like old old, system, well, and, um, and they no haven't really said what they're going to do so they could be fully doing they could be doing like vanilla wow remastered or something they could, like that, yeah so yeah but
0: but the fact that they're
2: calling it classic it does make me wonder if it's just going to be exactly the same as it used to be right so i
0: mean i don't yeah. know who knows Forty man raids coming back. How much of the <laughs> modernizations
2: are um, like hinge on things like cataclysm, de- redefining the world, and whatever else, you know?
0: Well, flying, you know. I mean, yeah, it, it'll be the the question is if they're going to fix things like, um, like the flight paths, where you had to like click on every flight path in order to travel from one area to another area. You had to, like, fly. The Meeting Stones were introduced in Burning Crusade. What was the, uh, like,
2: end, later end boss? Was it, like, Nefarion or something? Was he, like, the uh, tough
0: They had Noxramas at the very end of... Before of the mill, like. uh, Burning Crusade? Yeah. yeah. On uh, the other anyway. hand, those people should be punished and have to click on all the endpoints. Absolutely, man. If, they, if yeah. they want classic WoW, then give them... Then you're going to get re- it. Classic WoW. Yeah, anyway. Uh, the, uh, on the Warcraft run as well, they announced a new... Um, A new expansion called Battle for Azeroth had a really cool trailer. Um, It's kind of bringing it back to the old PvP idea, where this going to be. It seems like it's pretty heavily PvP focused. Um, They're doing a really cool thing where they're going to have these new races. They're called Allies or something like that, where uh, basically you'll be able to unlock uh, at this point six new races to play as. um, Wait, what? Three on either side um and they're kind of just related as part of the, as part of the whole storyline you are in the alliance and you're trying to recruit other races to come help you so they're um, going to
2: add new like for character startup character creation you're going to be able to choose from a, six new races
0: Yes, but in this case, you have to actually play through the storyline and unlock the ability to play as these races on your own. Okay.
2: Round. So they're they're encouraging alts, like tons of alts, right? Yes.
0: So it's uh, huh. and there's there's three per side. So there's like the Dark Iron Dwarves and the Nightborn are going to be a race, and um, uh, different like there's another version of the Taran. They're going to be a race for the you know for the Horde side and stuff like that. Interesting. Uh, but, um, yeah, so you'll have to, like, play through the storyline to figure out, go through the process of recruiting these allies to your side, and then at that point, it'll unlock for your account the ability to create a character of this new race or whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, but it also seems like I have a pretty heavy PvP focus, which is always my favorite part of World of Warcraft. Uh, Hearthstone's got a new expansion, Cobals and Catacombs. Pre-order it now, I guess, if you're into that game. Hmm. Uh, Overwatch had a new character announcement, Moira. And uh, Heroes of the Storm got you know two character announcements. Also, the announcement that they're going to be doing some major overhauls of some of the systems in Heroes of the Storm, including stealth, uh, as well as you know some camera issues, some camera controls, and uh, a smattering of other things. If you care about Heroes of the Storm, you probably already know. About I think them.
2: Heroes so, needs the, the camera to zoom out just a little bit. That's what they're doing. Yep, Are they're they really? really okay, good. Okay. Yep, yep, exactly. They're
0: making it so stealth characters easier to see. So the while stealth is still an advantage, it's just not as annoying as it is right now um so yeah so doing a bunch of cool stuff just you know trying to always improving the game which is classic blizzard uh and then finally starcraft 2 is going to be going free to play uh and the free to play is for the co-op stuff as well as the uh the full ranked ladder on the on the latest just
2: uh wings of liberty
0: uh they're giving wings of liberty for free and then the other you know the campaign content you'd have to buy but Playing like on the ladder and playing skirmishes and that type of stuff was all going to be free to play. Yeah, yeah. cool. So that's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, yeah, so they're still supporting that. I ended up watching um, a little bit of tournaments. I watched the Heroes of the Storm tournament. I watched the finals. I also watched the finals of StarCraft. Uh, I didn't catch any of the Overwatch. I was kind of interested to see the Overwatch stuff, but I never, never caught any of it, which is okay. I watched I Overwatch,
1: and you know, I. Couldn't really tell what was going on most of the time. Yeah,
0: that's the problem with (laughs) FPS games. Um, It's cool to see the skill of some of those players, but it's hard to know what's actually happening unless you are way into the game. You know.
1: Yeah. Plus, Um, like the just even the the perspective. Like you're watching from the perspective of someone who's like doing some twitchy wrist stuff, and you're like, just like
0: all over the place. Yeah, they they need to have like better spectator tools, and I don't know. Maybe they do. I like I said, I didn't watch any of it, but it would be cool to be able to zoom out and see it from a.
2: Have, like, cameras yeah. set up around the level that they can...
0: Yeah, they, they did do a thing where the they
1: would pull out sometimes and you'd see little markers for the different characters on the map. But see, then you're too far I don't want to see markers. To... I want to see, like, actual 3D models
0: Yeah. I want to see the game from a flying-around camera view. Like, right. That, that's, totally. that's what needs to happen right. for first-person shooter games to be, you know, yep. yes, okay indeed. to watch. Right? Uh, agreed. Yep. Uh, yes, so indeed. that's basically that. Yeah. Um, I got a sweet vinyl coming from a buddy for Jeremy. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, everybody involved. Awesome. Yeah. He actually lives just like in my neighborhood. So he came by, but I wasn't home to drop it off today. Jeremy, have you you ever
2: listened to music on vinyl? It's got this like really warm sound. You should.
1: Oh, I love it. I love that sound. Nothing is quite like (laughs) an analog thing that spins around on this gigantic, inconvenient disc. Uh, (laughs) But it sounds so good in my smoking jacket and bubble pipe. Yes, yes. On your beanbag. On my on my my banana chair, my gaming banana chair, yeah. uh, piping all the audio right into my ear holes. Um, so, uh, Housemark. You guys might be familiar with Housemark. These guys did uh, Super Stardust and um, Dead Nation. Dead, yeah, Dead Nation. Uh, all, all those things. Uh, what was that launch game for the PlayStation Four? Which oh, I'm, yeah, I was the trying name to escapes to right now. Resogun. But, uh, Resogun. Yes, Resogun. Yep, that's exactly right. So uh this finished studio unfortunately has decided after the release of next machina which is yeah well they're done with that style of games they're yeah they're finished i gotcha i see what you did there they're finished with arcade style games. they're finished with arcade style shoot-'em-ups um, which is kind of a sad thing. They're the, they're the ones who kind of have been doing it best, but, uh, unfortunately, according to Ilari, uh, Kuitinen, who is the CEO and co-founder of Housemarque, uh, basically said that it's bittersweet. The era, the 10 plus years, we've mostly been working on smaller downloadable arcade-inspired console games has come to an end. Uh, we did our best. If you make a better twin-stick shooter, we'll look at it and say, wow, you are good. Uh, but, you know, uh, just editorializing a little bit, I'm not sure that anybody will. They kind of did it better than anybody, and they were still the ones that kind of were hanging on. Uh, I, I, don't know. I really I liked
2: Super Stardust HD. That was a really good game.
1: Yeah, well, and I guess the thing is that uh, even when uh, Resogun was on PS Plus, I guess it didn't really prompt people to, to buy their games uh, too much. So, uh, Next Machina is the first housemark game to be released on a PC for almost 20 years. They had been pretty much doing uh, PlayStation-based consoles up until that point. PlayStation 4, PS Vita uh, PS3, those kinds of things, and, um, you know, I guess, uh, for whatever reason, he says, hey, however, they say that they are not unprepared. We've been preparing for this moment. We'd love to have continued developing Next Machina for years to come, uh, to support the audience that has been loyal to us. Uh, the goal now is to prove that its expertise will never, uh, necess- uh the- the goal, I guess, that they have to prove now is that they can translate those skills into other Mm, genres or into other venues so uh, I don't know I guess we'll kind of have to see how that turns out and uh, you know they also have another game that um, I'm actually I gotta be honest I'm not actually sure uh, if it uh, has come out but um, Matterfall was the other game that they had showed just recently um, which uh, I think that one was more of a uh, character based kind of game um, not, not really, not really an arcade shooter in the sense that, uh, Rezogun and Super Stardust are, but, uh, anyway, best of luck to those guys. I hope they're able to shift gears successfully and move into something that, uh, works a little bit better for them. Um, elsewhere in stories of unfortunate things that have not worked out, the, uh, publisher Perfect World, uh, which actually, I guess, is Chinese. I didn't realize that was a China-based... Uh, a China-based publisher, uh, they have closed down a couple of studios that are known to us here at the Game Bite show. The first one is the developer of Gigantic, uh, the character-based shooter that I and Jared talked about um, a month or two ago, I think. Uh, Motiga was shut down by Perfect World. Uh, Motiga says that... Um, and in fact, actually, I had heard a little bit about uh, the development process for Gigantic, where at some point people were not actually getting paid, but were continuing to develop just out of I don't know, I, I guess just out of sheer force of will. Um, I, I think the game will continue, just the studio Motiga will not. Uh, the other one that is probably more familiar to people is the Torchlight developer. Oh, yeah. um, Runic. Runic. Runic Games, yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, I don't know, a lot of people, I think, really appreciated Torchlight. A uh, Hob was their most recent game that um, some people seemed to, seemed to really like. Um, in a statement by uh, Runic Games... Uh, the staff reduction at Motiga and the closure of Runic Games Seattle were unrelated. Perfect World Entertainment stands committed to delivering the best massively multiplayer online gaming experience to our players. Which is kind of the interesting thing. Apparently, Perfect World, uh, wanted to focus on online-style games, which actually Gigantic was. Uh, and sort of highlights the fact that it's a tough space to compete in. Um... And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, Runic kind of will be suffering some of the blowback from that. Uh, although there was a big outpouring of love, both from inside Runic and outside, uh, the storied, uh, past of the developer was kind of, uh, brought up and, um, you know, those, those folks, uh, hopefully, uh, will continue to do their good work, uh, elsewhere, and so we wish them the best of luck as well. Uh, Nintendo. Back over in Nintendo Land, where things kind of seem to be more or less peachy keen uh, at the moment, um, they have indicated that they have surprises planned over the next two years. Uh, This was in a uh, in an interview with Famitsu Uh, This was uh, the general manager, Yoshiaki Koizumi, uh, said that Nintendo still has many IPs which have not come out for the system, and also more than just existing IPs in store as well. We are planning and preparing games that people probably haven't thought about, which will be released steadily over the next two years. We hope to make games which resonate with players using this process, so please patiently look forward to it. Uh, We know, for example, no Animal Crossing game yet announced for Switch, probably in the next you know, year or so, we should probably hear something about that. Um, you know, I think this may be a situation where we will get to see some of the fruits of the unified development pipeline for Nintendo, you know, where before they had Hope been so. split across their consoles and their, uh, handhelds, they still kind of are yeah, for, uh, now. for the moment, but I think yeah. that's quickly coming to an end. I think, You think but, so? yeah, I, I think so. I don't think there's really going to be a lot coming out for the, for the three DS. And then, you know, that, that platform is one that has definitely had its, uh, you know had its great library but i think that the pokemon games that are coming up for that are probably going to be pretty close to the, it's, the last it's had its day
2: in the sun i mean we, we just recently have had uh metroid right yeah and there's um also fairly recently there was like monster hunter stories which is kind of a big one and then oh yeah absolutely um, and i want to say there's like another is there another kirby or uh R- yeah RPG there's uh kirby
1: fighty fight something or other kirby knockout kirby i think there's Braille. another mario
2: rpg it's, 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 or, i don't know i don't know what yeah yet to
1: come yeah. mm-hmm. yep so there's still stuff coming forward from that so i don't know i guess we'll kind of wait and see what uh, they have in store for their platform however ea does not plan to be making any new nintendo switch games anytime soon uh so far they've released only one game fifa 18 and um in a uh, discussion with the wall street journal uh what the big CFO, game is ea working on right now uh well the, you mean as far as just their studios or uh
2: yeah. the next dragon age maybe i guess star wars right Anthem. yeah star wars star
1: there. wars is one uh the, so battlefront 2 is coming out here just in the next yeah. Anthem. Yeah. there's then i guess uh bioware yep anthem need for yeah.
2: speed is coming out pretty soon
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh yeah and then who knows what else they're doing for i mean c- you know clearly their sports games they still put a lot of effort into you know madden and Uh, you know big boy fifa and ufc games and hockey games and all those kinds of things um so yeah but uh you know this is something that i've kind of wondered about the switch which is whether third party i mean is the switch just another situation where the only people who can succeed on on the nintendo platform is nintendo um well no because india
2: indies um apparently are are doing pretty well
1: Uh, Yeah, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. Uh, So basically in this interview with the Wall Street Journal, uh, they weren't able to get any information on how successful the uh, release of FIFA 18 was on the Switch, which probably means not too good. Otherwise we'd be hearing about it, I'm sure. Um, But uh, really no plans right now from EA for anything new on the Switch. So uh, again, I guess we'll kind of have to wait and see. Uh, see where that goes. Um, Nintendo Switch's online service, uh, which has been pushed back to 2018, uh, we know that that is priced 19.99. But uh, Reggie Fizama, in a discussion with Forbes, talked about uh, that extra Nintendo twist that they're going to use to differentiate itself from competitors. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to know what that? Yeah. Extra how about Nintendo the thing that is? you're
0: on a phone? You have to manage your stuff from a phone. How about that twist, Reggie? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And <laughs> what else you twist? got up your sleeves, Reggie?
1: Oh, hey, listen, how about the one where you get to rent their special release every month and uh, buy it anyway? Oh, man, that sounds
0: great, Reggie. What else you got for us? Anything else?
1: (laughs) Oh, don't worry. They've they've got plenty. They've got
0: plenty. They're making seven (laughs) more
2: NES classics. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Um, NES classic second edition with, like, other games. In
1: in Reggie's own words though, uh what I can tell you is that our vision is to have a robust online environment that not only provides the mechanism for you to have your multiplayer experiences matchmaking, those elements are minimum. Our goal is to provide that extra Nintendo twist, and that's what makes our company historically so effective. <laughs> we don't do things the same way everyone else does. We relish being different. We see you the know, difference as an Well element while that Reggie's makes up, up there impact. saying all
0: these blah blah whatever you're saying right now, there's a little thought bubble. It just says in there, I'm too old for this. That's just what it says. It's just like what's? I don't uh, even care what he has to say. Like whatever, yeah. man. Like exactly. So we we don't really we already know, know that it's stupid. But We're, we already we get it. But you know what? I don't want to. I don't really care to play Nintendo games online. So yeah, whatever. for for the most part, I kind of agree with you. I
1: mean, the price—it's hard to argue with twenty dollars a year. But I still have not yet personally been sold on the uh,
0: you know the value proposition. There is no value. Like, yeah. When, when their competitors are doing it for sixty dollars a year, and people are paying it. And there's this twenty. You're telling me that there's a third, as, a third as good as the PlayStation version. Well, I mean that app, man. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let me um, let me give you another value proposition. I, I don't now. know why I got so angry about that, but yeah, it's just. <laughs> no, really
1: I, I, I embrace that. I embrace that. I, I don't know if I, I I don't know if I embrace the language because I've got to edit that out, but I embrace. The, you know, <laughs> I embrace the sentiment.
0: I didn't I didn't say many
1: things. <laughs> no, hey, listen though. I tell you what. I've got a value proposition for you that will be immediately apparent as soon as I say it. Rocksteady Games Superman. I think? Yes, absolutely. So I don't know. I, I, I'm okay with. I'm fine. Well, we'll see. I mean, Rocksteady though has a pretty good uh, track record with Batman, right? So Batman, the Arkham series, um Arkham Origins, Arkham City, Arkham Knight. Uh, maybe a little less on Markham Knight than the other ones but uh, Arkham apparently... Asylum sorry the original that was the best one Arkham Asylum yes that's right that's right exactly uh, so uh, this actually came out in a leak on of all places 4chan um, who you know actually <laughs> have had some reliability when it comes to these kinds of leaks uh, they have pr- predicted that uh, the next Game Informer magazine will have this uh, Rocksteady Superman game on the cover and uh, in the past that sort of uh, lines up with comments from uh, the marketing game manager saying that people will lose their minds when Rocksteady announces their next game really? uh, also Kevin Conroy uh, had revealed that uh, there were no plans to create a new Batman Arkham game meaning that they're getting out of that so I don't know all that stuff seems to be lining up do you but, guys want a uh,
2: Superman game
0: uh, I want I don't mind a good Superman game why not I don't know what How? I mean so much of the Superman so much of Superman is his ability and inability to actually fight right like because he's so strong he just
2: right like who him. do you throw up against him right
0: yeah i mean he's i mean the, so the, the whole core two. of like the superman movie has been oh i'm i i can't really fight i can't really do anything everything i try to do, do is bad and wrong and i can't really punch people because i'll uh, I've got know, a good knock one. their heads off but i got a good one now there's a big bad guy and i can fight this one guy and there's it's, one good fight scene in the whole rocksteady games season. announces
1: a superman one punch man crossover they're going to fight Superman versus Goku. How about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. That's what's going to go on. I don't know.
0: I, I, I like I like a lot of the character and the stories of Superman, but not necessarily... I don't necessarily believe that he's a guy that just does a lot of fighting.
1: He's going to be flying through rings. Uh, there's going to be green kryptonite <laughs> fog. Um, That's how it's gonna go down. Uh, It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be the best Uh, Speaking of other value propositions. Actually, I almost want Dale to talk about this one I (laughs) I'm kind of not exactly sure what to make of this But um, the the trade organization for video game developers the Electronic Software Association um, Came out in favor of a new proposed tax reform bill uh, Which kind of by most accounts seems to be really pretty bad. Um, in a press release by ESA president and CEO Michael Gallagher, uh, he indicated <clears throat> for the $30.4 billion U.S. dollar video game industry, which employs more than 220,000 people across all the United States, the pro-growth policies introduced will incentivize greater U.S. investment and more high-quality American jobs. Uh, ESA commends Speaker Ryan, that's Paul Ryan, uh, Chairman Brady, House Leadership, and the Ways and Means Committee for Crafting a Reform Package that drives U.S. economic growth. The video game industry is committed to working with congressional leaders at every stage of this process. Uh, This has been roundly criticized by pretty much everybody, um, including people like Tim Schafer, who said, you know, I own a business and this is is a bad bill. Um, I don't know. I think that the idea here is that most people feel like this bill is going to benefit people in the very upper echelons of the financial sector and probably uh, be a detriment to everybody else. It includes some uh, fairly oppressive uh, tax changes for those in, in lower brackets. Um, I, don't, I don't know that that's all in time. I mean, I'm sure that there are probably some mixed things in there, but it is not typically looked upon with favors. So people are kind of wondering whether, um, you know, ESA is uh, maybe looking out for the interests of its largest members. Uh, companies like Activision Blizzard, uh, Electronic Arts, Bethesda may see some benefits from that. But uh, people who do, you know, smaller and middle-tier development, maybe uh, maybe not so much. Also, the, um,
2: the workers... You know the the input yeah. into the to the giant corporate machine, right? Is is the laborer, or you know, in this case, the guy who programs, or you know, the gal who comes up with the art, or whatever. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, those people are not going to see any of the you know record gains or whatever that these these lawmakers are pro- projecting or whatever it is they do. Um, the you know, because like with anything in in basically probably any and every industry. Um, most of the gains are going to go to the, like the board members, right? Right. <laughs> and then the executives, and then, um, you know, the with theory the assumption is that being, down yes, exactly. Happens. Yes, but yep. Um, there's a In lot of data practice, to suggest it that zero. It doesn't happen very much. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So okay.
1: I don't know, it'll be interesting to see if the ESA actually um, you know has much to say about it. It, it uh, feels like um, ESA actually has responded to this, uh, but um, actually, I do not see I do not see in this article where the specific updates are supposed to be. Thank you, polygon.com. It doesn't really um, matter
2: what they said because it's gonna be it's gonna be BS anyway, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's exactly. Be, so you know, oh, we're gonna make a lot of money, yada yada yada. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it remains to be seen whether the ESA is actually going to make any meaningful overtures to people who are criticizing them and and their support of this. Um, I I almost wonder if it just wouldn't have behooved them to just shut up, and yeah, not just say not anything say anything about anything, it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why? What prompted them to and do this that?
2: This is not the only thing that they've chimed in on. You know, in in recent memory, probably like the last few years that. A lot of people are looking at going. Who are you guys? You know, what, what side are you guys on? <laughs> you yeah, just right. There for like the 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 board members or the shareholders or what? Exactly,
1: like, exactly. Yeah. And uh, in another case of wondering which team are you guys on, um, the contents <laughs> of the raid on the compound of Osama bin Laden in two thousand and eleven have revealed some disturbing findings, uh, including the he stack of movies. Yeah, Obama, Obama did 9-11. Uh, no. Um, but the uh, the stack of movies that they found in the compound included Resident Evil and Final Fantasy movies, in addition to the Devil May Cry anime. Shit, um,
0: Advent Children, man. So good. No, I understand no, why he did Well, I don't do
1: know. That. What does this mean? What does this mean? I, I don't know. We need to reach out to... Um, I don't know who we need to reach out to. This is either a Reggie FMA. Yeah. yeah, why why was there why were there no Nintendo properties? Why was uh, the Bob Hoskins Super Mario movie not in the Osama bin Laden compound? Uh, we just don't know. But um, <laughs> Yeah, this uh, I guess just came out in uh, in a uh, file dump that uh, was provided by the uh, by the U.S. government. So. Well,
2: it, like I, I so I read a bunch of things, and I I have no idea how much of it is actually true, but I, I read that he had like Game Boy and Super Nintendo emulators among his hard drives. What a also, pirate man!
0: Look at this guy breaking the law.
2: Well, also that he had like spent you know time arguing on forums that uh, about nine eleven being an inside job or, or not, <gasps> you know. So, like, like, he couldn't even get credit where credit was due, right? Um, and just all
1: sorts of stuff. So, I, it's
0: like probably all It was all not there. an was inside job. Like, <laughs> He's like, I have
2: proof.
1: <laughs> Nobody believed him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he also had torrents for PC games like Zuma and Army Men 2. Basically, he deserved to die, is essentially what I'm saying. So, that is all the news that we have for this week. I just wanted to end it on a great, positive That's, note. That, that stuff was, is
2: really interesting because awesome. it shows just how ubiquitous, like, some of the, like what we think of as like Western culture or whatever it is that it's, I mean, it's literally like, come on, army men games. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like well, yeah. you must study American tactics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to rip through these new releases really quick. Uh, All three tick, of them. Tick-gaming.com provides us our new release list. On the list here, we have Sonic Forces. This is a Sonic game. That's not Sonic Mania. Uh, so right. There you go. Play those if you like them. Uh, Call of Duty World War Two, the big, Call of Duty release is out for all the things. Uh, Super Beat Sports is on the Nintendo Switch. This is a Rhythm Sports. It's a minigame collection Rhythm. Yes. Yeah, by Harmonics actually. They yeah. really the Rock Band people. Yep, That's cool. Uh, Super Lucky's Tale, which I believe is a remake of the Oculus Rift. Lucky's Tale? If I yeah, I think jazz. they took out
1: the 3D stuff, and it's basically just like a platformer now. Which, yeah, I don't sure. know. I wonder if it has anything going for it at that point. Well... The game was pretty
0: generic. It was just kind of neat. There's not a lot of VR.
2: platformers on the Xbox, right? So maybe maybe that is
0: in its favor. Ukulele, right? Yeah, so I think ukulele is. I saw one ukulele of those. on clearance at Target today. It's uh, a good one. Ukulele, so good. just get that instead. <laughs> maybe maybe I should have bought it. Uh, also, I I noticed this. I was browsing the Nintendo Switch eShop today, and I don't know if we talked about it, but Monopoly is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, for 40 freaking dollars. You know, $40. I heard that thing has some heinous load times, too. That's what I heard, too. and Or that's what I read. You and... guys, it's called Monopoly. It's right there in the name. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Pretty dumb. Who's paying $40 for Monopoly? Who? Tell, tell me who. Give Somebody... me... That's a $20 release, maybe. Somebody who landed on the Park anyway. Avenue Hotel, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've, got, they've got both. Both yeah. of those. Uh, also, PlayStation Plus announced their games on PS4. You're getting Bound, which I believe is a dancing game-ish. Yeah, it's, it's
1: like based on ballet game. or something. And it it's actually also from...
0: got VR support. Exactly, so. that's what I was gonna say. It also has VR. Yeah. Uh, also, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood is also a VR game, so that's cool. Uh, worms Battlegrounds. So love some worms. Worms, all right. Is that where um, they play...
2: start with a hundred worms and they're dropped <laughs> onto a patch of soil?
0: And yeah, to c- c- um, way you know what? That middle. actually sounds
1: really cool. <laughs> yeah, I, Team Seventeen, if you are listening to this podcast, and I know you are, um, drop a hundred worms into like the the bazooka, you know, the bazooka, bazooka shooting game that you do, and uh, <laughs> you know, let's see that.
0: There you go. Sounds good. On the PlayStation Three, r Type Dimensions, Ragdoll Kung Fu, Fists of Plastic. Sounds great. That's a throwback. I've got that one. Oh really? Yeah. Fingers- On PlayStation V, the Dungeon Punks, which is crossed by, I imagine, with the PlayStation 4. Broken Sword 5, The Serpent's Curse, uh, both episodes 1 and 2. Might as well check them out. Smoke them if you got them. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Games with Gold for the Xbox Live. This is the one that I do. I don't have Xbox Live Gold. Do you have Xbox Live Gold, Jeremy?
1: I do, I do. And so I got to make sure to get these. I I have in the past, I think I mentioned on last week's show, I missed Bayonetta completely that month. And uh, they they do it kind of weird. Like, Sony does their thing on a monthly calendar. Like, the first Tuesday of the month is when they release these. Uh But, But Xbox does this thing where they... They do like one game through the, for the first half of the month and then another game for the second half of the month and then there's one that crosses over months in the middle or something. It's really weird. Weird. Yeah.
2: And then uh, Xbox has different ones on their different platforms as well, right?
1: Uh, that's correct, yeah, yeah. So they do Xbox yeah. One. Xbox One games kind of work like PlayStation Plus where it's only active on your account as long as you have the subscription. Xbox 360 games, though, once you uh, acquire them, they are yours even
0: if your subscription lapses, yes. Right. So coming in November, you've got Trackmania Turbo and Tales from the Borderlands. What? Oh, that is well, a great
1: game. It was already
0: free on PlayStation.
1: Yeah, I know. It's been free on everything, but Simpsons it's still good. It. Still that's good. one
2: of my favorite uh, Tales games. Yes. Yeah, agreed.
0: Sure thing. Uh, Nights into Dreams and Deadfall Adventures are your Xbox 360 cross whatever they call that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. That's the other thing is that any play? Xbox 360 games
1: are backwards compatible. <laughs> backwards compatibility. That's what cross, they they should the call Xbox
2: it cross mode. box on only oh, it on would be Xbox. so good. They're available on the on Xbox. Crossbox. Crossbox Xbox 1X ProX Bucks Cross. Box, Xbox, box, Crocs, cross Crossbox
0: Xbox 1X. Yes, and great. it's all spelled with X's. Yes, indeed. Done. Yeah, the the, the uh, acronym is XX XX yes. X X
2: R O S S media bar.
0: Yeah. And uh, those are your new releases and stuff today. Nice. Too. Awesome.
2: All right. Well, for our topic this week, uh, we thought we would um Loop back around to one of the earliest things that we talked about on, on the show today it was the uh, presentation at the, uh, Par- the the PlayStation presentation at the Paris Games Week, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we, we noticed a little bit of reaction to some of the content of some of the trailers shown there, specifically the uh, Last of Us Two trailer and the Detroit uh, Become Human trailers, uh, in which both of those there were some like, um. I guess you could call it some pretty like adult violence in there, some like pretty oh, yeah. kind of hardcore um, unpleasantness, you know. Um, and and I guess the reaction that I saw online amongst people was kind of a lot of like sh- like shock and kind of like, well, why did why did we have to see that? You know, like I was having such a good time watching these trailers for Happy Games, like. <laughs> Genie graffiti or whatever. What was that one called? Concrete Genie. Oh, uh, that one. And, and then you know you get you get shocked by this um, this drastic violence in in these other um, trailers. And I was just wondering if maybe um, it it seemed like there was a little bit of reaction to the violence itself, but I don't know if that's really um, it. it the thing that I find interesting it's it's more the question that like rather it being a question of like can video games do this violence? uh maybe the question should be like, well, I mean we're just gonna take for granted that yes, uh videos games are a that can be medium that can be used for for many different things uh maybe the question should be either um should they or or if they're going to, should they be presented? Uh, should it be presented in the way that these were in these, like, promotional trailers? Um, and and if so, like, in the manner that the trailers were done. So, like, I, I watched the uh, Last of Us trailer... And or Last of Us Two rather, and you know what? It actually reminded me of a couple of the trailers for the original Last of Us games, where there was some, like some pretty hardcore violence in those yeah. too. Like yep. you guys might remember, like a guy getting a shotgun blast to the face. Yeah, or something. like
1: right at the end, like it cuts right as the shotgun. Yeah, goes, like, yeah. On the floor, and you know? so that's
2: that seems kind of on brand for for the Last of Us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and but what, we're well, tired of making
0: those happy games, those happy Uncharted games. Well, the Uncharted ones, survives right? Survives and everybody's happy.
2: Yeah, I was just going to contrast it to. Because the Uncharted series, you know, same studio, um, they have just a, a very different way of going about uh, making the games and like the content of the games. But the trailers, obviously, too, right? And um, yeah, I, I just I wonder if there's maybe something to the maybe the fact that like, hey, in this kind of event, maybe this particular type of trailer. And you know, I'm not not to leave out the Detroit one because there's some gnarly stuff there too, but. Maybe that sort of thing is just kind of like sticks out a little bit, and it's not quite um, in step or congruent with the other stuff in the show. And I don't know, does yeah. that guys, does that strike you guys at all?
1: Well, I think that when I was watching, I mean, first of all, I-, I guess I sort of mentioned even that I wasn't even really clear that it wasn't The Last of Us. I mean, not that that matters necessarily, but, I, you know, it it didn't show any of the characters that we're familiar with or anything like that. So it was really just... Sort no of title like a little- card or anything. Yeah, like, a- it-, it was sort of a uh, suspense set piece, I guess you might say. And it, it,
2: it starts to with, be- like, someone being dragged across the ground, and they're obviously in some sort of distress. And then, like, they get tied up, like, they're going to be hung or whatever, and there's...
1: It's it's you know and she's violent. got these amazing <laughs> abs, right? Like, yeah, like can we talk muscles. for a minute about these abs? No, no, I don't, we don't need to talk about the abs. But you know, they're gonna they're gonna cut the entrails out, and it actually shows people who have been hung with the, the guts kind of hanging out and stuff. And and then um, you know, it makes they, reference uh, to
2: like maybe her being pregnant, and then like the other woman has a knife at
1: her belly or something like yeah, something. And then and then they bring in this other woman who uh, is gonna get her arm busted. Um, did it, did it strike anybody else how she didn't really seem to make much of a fuss about having her elbow broken like that? She. Didn't really say anything. There was lightning and thunder at that moment. Oh, maybe, maybe that's what happened. Uh, anyway, so then they all get shot, and, you know, just stuff happens. And it actually kind of reminds me of something comparable to what you might see on AMC, you know? It looks like something from The Walking Dead or something Actually, like that, that's, which... I
2: think, my biggest problem with it is that I think it's cribbing too much from The Walking Dead, um, just in terms of, like, the post-apocalyptic setting and even the, right. you know, the zombie stuff. But also the, like, ooh, the humans are really worse than the
1: monsters and, like all this other well, but stuff. that's still true though I mean that doesn't make it untrue. It's true in that world, sure <laughs> but i mean
2: it just yeah. it, it seems like it's a whole lot of cliche going on there. And I, I might personally find that even more objectionable than the violence. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I actually liked it. I mean, I, I enjoyed that trailer. I, You know, honestly, I didn't have any problem with it. Um, throughout the presentation, though, so in terms of the, you know, it's kind of like that thing where some people say that that it's not so much the higher speed limit that causes accidents as it is the differential from people going fast versus going slow. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, um, true. Th- yeah. Kind of in that same sense. Um the thing is, I feel like that there were throughout the presentation. I mean, it never got those; those were definitely the peak points. You know, Detroit, and then this, uh, as far as the the peak disturbing content. Um, but kind of throughout the thing, I, I don't know that it was necessarily a presentation for children. And, and you know, we sort of joked a little bit earlier when Jim Ryan Jim bleh, Jim Ryan was talking about his daughter who liked Concrete Genie. Um, you know, did she sit through the whole presentation? <laughs> Which I, you know, I kind of doubt she did. Um, but you know, I I don't know Dale if that's what you're talking about in terms of the context of the. Uh, you know, were you talking about context in terms of the of the game I, you itself? Know, it, just, it
2: just seems to me like if you're organizing this event and you're like watching through all these trailers, you like you might look at these two and go, oh, those are kind of downers, aren't they? Like, you know. Can we, uh, you know, maybe put some dubstep and some action in these
1: things instead? Gotta wait for the drop. <laughs> it just
2: seems like kind of a, a weird choice, I think.
1: So is, do we know, is Paris Games Week, is it a public event, like for public consumption, or is it more for, like, vendors, or... I mean, who's watching this thing? Because I actually did kind of think as I was watching I this that I probably would not have appreciated my children watching it, just in general.
2: Yeah, well, the the PlayStation thing was presented as, like, marketing right like for the public right
1: yeah yeah that's true that's true they were telling people hey on twitter everybody come check this out so you know i mean and you know that whether it's a a trade event or i guess one that's presumably targeting the public that everybody's going to want to go see it and you know they produce those trailers to be to be seen but uh I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess speaking personally, I enjoyed those trailers. I enjoyed both of them. I found the Detroit one to be a little more disturbing just because I get really stressed out about those kinds of things. I I do want to say, though, and and this I guess is a little bit off point, but the thing that was kind of interesting about the Detroit stuff, and and we all watched these beforehand, so we've all seen them, but they showed some pretty distinct story-based, I guess spoilers we'll call them, but I don't even know that I necessarily found that too objectionable because, in actual practice, when playing the game, you can only make one of those choices, um, and you know the choices that you make are probably more. I mean, you know, you, you get to follow your story. You know, you don't you don't necessarily have to be discovering all of the decisions to be made. Um, so so I found their approach to that kind of interesting. But I, I definitely was felt more anxious about watching this stuff in Detroit Become Human. Those kinds of games, I mean, this this happens to me in Telltale games, and it happens in um, uh, Life is Strange, where they sort of craft every situation to be sort of a no-win thing. So, you know, no matter what choices you're presented, they're all bad. Um, and that just kind of stresses me out. But as far as, just in general, I mean, I'd agree with Jim Ryan that I think they have the right to produce any kind of content that they want. Um, and... I don't know. I guess I could understand though why people wouldn't want maybe to necessarily. Should they? Or is this the right forum? Is this the right place to do that? Or well, so here's here's a funny discussion. So you know, I, I know that on on different sides of of a certain coin, there are people who are very into the idea of trigger warnings and things like that. And and this may be just like a maybe a light version of of that discussion. You know, whereas you might trigger someone's post traumatic stress disorder by showing them something or or making them relive something through entertainment um i could see that somebody could you're suggesting like
2: a um you know how you go to the movies and you see a trailer it has like a this trailer was approved for pg or whatever Mm -hmm. like maybe just like a screen like that beforehand.
1: maybe or just you know i i guess it seems like they they do say you know i mean even before tv shows there may be some content here do you know just give a little bit of a descriptor maybe might be i mean that might just be courteous um but I guess it's hard for me to say because speaking personally I am totally down with their not not only their right to create it But if if I am going to be looking at a presentation that Includes violent type of content. I guess I'm gonna be open to the idea of seeing violence done um, either graphically or you know, I mean they're you know, it's just part of the Part of the package I suppose and I mean, I don't know if that's wrong or right, but uh but, but like I said, on the flip side, I could definitely see how they they could disturb a certain number of people by showing it where it may not be expected and may not give somebody an opportunity to opt out or to say, you know, actually, I don't want to watch that. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, it doesn't seem like we have that problem with movie trailers since you bring that that up. Um, yeah, they seem, seem to be like edited in, really a, in a gruesome way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe in that sense it's fair for them to take a little bit of criticism. I mean, I mean without that criticism or without that pushback, what's, you know, what's stopping them from doing, you know, like really horrible stuff in the general eye of the public? I mean, is there is there a problem with that or should should they should they just for the purposes of having an envelope provided to them and say, "Okay, here's a line. This is the line that, you know, caused people to be uncomfortable. Be aware of this line in the future." I, I don't know. Is that is that fair to say that they should be given that? I, I, think I don't
2: that's know. fair. I don't know. Le, LeGrand, what do you think?
0: Uh, I, I don't... The, so is, it, is it
1: no holds barred all the time?
0: Show I, everything? I think these type of events are for the press. And that's not necessarily for the public.
1: Well, but like um, I was saying, though, the public, the, you know, they not only did they tweet and share on general social media hey everybody come check this out but game trailers i mean people tune in they broadcast it on twitch they broadcast it on youtube sure. it's there for the, the general public
0: yeah i i i don't know i i would hesitate to show my kids those trailers yeah you know um, would you
1: have appreciated, would you have something to say about it if you had been like, hey, come on, let's check out the new games? Because, I mean, there was stuff there like, you know, Ore and Concrete Jungle, or uh, Concrete Jungle, uh, Concrete uh, Genie, and, uh, uh, you know, stuff that ostensibly was all right. And then, bam, you know, you get...
0: It definitely would have made me uncomfortable if I had my kids sitting by me watching those trailers. Um, just, I mean, it's just, it, it is a little too much. And...
2: Mm. Maybe maybe those all, trailers all. should be behind like the beaded curtain at the back of the store, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you know the the whole idea of having, you know, the trailers because there there are red Band, you know movie trailers right that have you know rated basically rated R movie trailers. There's
2: some really good ones for Metal Gear games actually.
0: <laughs> yeah really right.
2: Good. Yeah, a red band uh, trailer for uh, the Phantom Pain. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, it's I mean. Something like that might not be a bad idea, that the ESRB can kind of you know regulate that type of stuff a little bit, or Peggy or whatever. Is there
1: any other equivalent in media of showing a whole bunch of trailers? I mean, movie studios don't get up and show all of their trailers all in one shot, do they? I mean, is this something that is unique to games? The Super Bowl, maybe? (laughs) Yeah. Uh I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. I, I, I think you're probably because right. I, like, I mean before every movie you'll see a whole bunch of trailers, but they're all approved for general audiences. So that, I've I mean, seen that's a the closest good mix of those.
2: Like um, every now and then you'll go and see something that you would it maybe it's like a PG thirteen movie, like maybe like a Marvel movie or something, um, and you'll get like a couple of like uh, horror trailers or, or something with a little bit of maybe not appropriate for like an eight year old um,
1: right level of content right. Yeah, but then you're still going to a movie where there's sort of an expectation that the audience that's there is of a certain age. Or...
2: Yeah, it's it's just, it kind of happens in that, like like I said, like the PG-13 band, where it's kind of like, it can be sort of
0: iffy. It can be kind right. of like either way, you know? Right but, right, but you'll never see a Red Band trailer no, in a movie. No, no, yeah. Never. You'll I'm, see those on YouTube, but you won't see them anywhere else. I'm, think right? I'm, I'm pretty sure
2: there's probably laws against, like a red like basically effectively an r-rated trailer before like a PG movie or whatever I mean well, there's should, reasons right. well, should there that. be
0: certain laws like that for I guess video game trailers I guess is the question right? uh, well and, be, and clearly uh,
1: there are no laws for it but there's definitely should, should it mean, be regulated
0: by somebody some some well
1: and here's here's the thing so there's definitely been a community line that's been crossed at some point I mean they're definitely getting some blowback for it so the question is are they going to uh, you know, and they meaning, I guess, everybody, you know, all platform holders, anybody who's going to show, you know, 10 sizzle reels or, or whatever. Sony, in um, this case. So yeah, Sony. But yeah, I mean, Sony, probably, I, I don't know, Xbox doesn't, Microsoft doesn't seem to do. They don't do the sort of edginess. No, they like kind of don't. Does. I'm just thinking about that. Sony kind of is the is the one that really. And Nintendo that. definitely doesn't. No, they <laughs> definitely don't. They don't. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jim Ryan seemed fairly unapologetic about it. Um, he pointed out concrete genie, I guess, as the as the counterpoint to this. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that it's fa- fairly clear here that uh, enough people were bothered by it that it became a thing on Twitter, at least for, you know, a couple days. Um, and I don't know, I, I guess we've sort of decided that there may be at least a case to be made for that, you know? And I, and I, I sort of came into the discussion prepared to say, well, they can make whatever they want and show whatever they want, but You know, in the context of the rest of that presentation, maybe there was a little bit of a, a, too much of a variation in speed, I guess. I I think,
0: you know, you guys said a little bit earlier, but, you know, they can show whatever they want just because, you know, they can, but should they? I guess that's the question. Right, right. Um, Should they show all of that? And... But what should they show? Like, I, I think as, you know, consumers, we need to know what we're getting into when it comes to Last of Us 2. That's true. Right? And and what's his uh, name,
2: Jim Ryan or whatever? He said basically the same thing in that article, right? It's like, how do you come up with something that's
0: representative? Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, well, and quite honestly, Last of Us 1 had its violent moments, but by all means, the entire game was not full of that. You know, it was... A few cutscenes here and there where it was a little stick you know, a shiv in this guy's neck, crazy <laughs> things happening. Well, all of that, but I, I'm talking about you know uh, like the cannibal guy, right? Like all those scenes and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so, I, I, but I, I think that that's what trailers are for—they're to show you what the what the game's all about, and in this case. Last of Us is about some violent people doing violent things to others. right? Yeah. But
2: also, that was like a five-minute trailer that you're just going to have to watch that whole scene again when you play through it, right? <laughs> it's not going to be
1: new. Sure. Deep.
0: Like, oh, I already know what happens yeah. here. Or, or, or you'll be Boring. like... Boring.
1: Oh, show, some, show me something good. Me my, some my, my
0: suspicion is that that, that scene is going to be an early on in the game scene. Uh, yeah, probably. I had to guess. Um, yeah. But
1: anyway... Well, I don't know. There's definitely some room for the community to weigh into this, as they have on Twitter. And uh, listeners, we'd certainly love to get some of your thoughts on this. Uh, If you would like to let us know about your threshold for violence or uh, what you feel the community standard is for uh, a series of trailers shown with, uh, you know, maybe a a spike in adult content, uh, let us know about that. You can find us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Game Show. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. Uh, You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Omdor. You can watch Jared getting his wings clipped every Monday evening on our Twitch.tv channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If you want to see some real violence done to an unsuspecting individual, watch his Cursed Castillo streams. Uh, you can find that, uh, you can find him first of all on Twitter at Red underscore I. You can find those videos over at YouTube.com slash Show. You can watch them live at Twitch.tv slash Show. And uh, congratulations to our team as well as others who uh, this past weekend completed their 24-hour streams for Extra Life. Uh, keep those uh, people in mind, because uh, the donation period is not over, and keep us in mind as well. Extra-Life Dot org slash team slash game byte show. Uh, you can also find our website on the internet, www.gamebyteshow.com, where you can find there our back catalog of lots and lots of podcasts, sidebar of video content, and uh, lots of things going on over there. So uh, send your friends over there, have them subscribe, listen to a great podcast about video games. Uh, until next time, we're going to be back in just a few days to talk to you about the games that we've been playing that will come up in the middle of the week. And uh, until then, this has been your Game Byte Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time.
2: See ya Peace out
1: Wing him